What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. We're back. We're still in Revelation, and you're still with us. So you're thanks for being here. still with Clark and Bob. <laughs> We're going to walk through chapter 13. Uh, have, we've had a, a couple just major chapters here. I, we've had 13 major chapters. <laughs> chapter 12 was pretty gnarly. And uh, go back and listen to chapter 12. And then today, chapter 13 is going to introduce some also really gnarly characters that we're going to flesh out and and really actually give handles, I think, to um, give clarity and to give insights for mm-hmm. even today, what's going on in 2023. So yeah. we're just going to march through the chapter, describe kind of what's going on, and uh, it's going to be good. For sure. One of the things that you experience in reading this, there's a tension that lies in your heart when you read Revelation, because on one mm-hmm. hand, we read the scriptures and the scripture tell us that God is sovereign, meaning that God is like in control. He is over and yeah. above and working through all things. And then you look on the news and you look on Twitter right. and you're like, what's happening and why? Yeah. And the Bible is accurate in saying that God is full authority. He is almighty. He is sovereign in control. But when you go back to the beginning of the Bible and what happened in Genesis 3 was so important because God gave the keys of reigning and ruling over creation to Adam and Eve. And then right. Adam and Eve handed the keys of reigning and ruling and authority over to Satan Right. when they disobeyed God and allowed sin to come in the world. And so when you march through the Bible, whether you yeah. go to Judges, and the, but the book of Judges essentially begins and ends with like, in the time of Judges, everyone did as they saw fit. Bad, yeah. You're like, this is not going well. <laughs> and then there's Jesus, God and man mm-hmm. in the flesh and people didn't believe in him. And then you right. read a couple days ago, we did that revelation nine podcast in verse mm-hmm. 20 mm-hmm. after all the plagues and people are trying to hide behind rocks and judgment. Trying to, yeah. You know, judgments coming. They still refused to repent. Yeah. That is why Satan has rule and reign over the earth. But the kicker is he's on a leash like a right. dog. God put him on a leash and says, you can have reign and rule over this space. Mm-hmm. You can be the prince of the air here for a while, but only under my supervision mm-hmm. and control and authority. Yeah. And the scriptures at the same time attest to the fact that the church is still continuing the mission of Jesus today. And God is yearning for the spirit to touch the hearts of men and women, boys and girls, so that people will repent and come. Mm-hmm. And it's out of God's mercy and his patience that we are here waiting. Yeah. So things on earth aren't so aren't so hot especially in different sure. places of the world. Yeah. And when you read this chapter, you're going to read about some wild judgments. But I want to tell you that as John describes this deception that is happening by yeah. Satan, his rebellious angels in the world back then when John wrote this, but also in our world today, trust that God's at work, the church mm-hmm. is on the move and growing, and the spirit is bringing people to Christ, and that's why God um, has not yet come back. Mm-hmm. It's because there's more people to be brought into the kingdom of God. And so what you're going to see here in this chapter, it's really divided into two halves. And the first is talking about the beast out of the sea. And the second is the beast out of the earth. 
So the first one, the beast out of the sea, um, you kind of get this picture that's just, again, awful. It's got 10 horns and seven heads and 10 crowns. And then what's really frightening about it um, is that the power that's been given to the beast has been bestowed upon by the dragon. And so we know that the dragon in chapter 12 represents just Satan and kind of his all of the evil that you know he has and his reign and rule like clark was saying and now that's been gifted essentially to this beast that's rising out of the sea and so one of the things though that um that you kind of wanted to make a point of here clark like in this appearance is that even though this huge beast who's rising out of the sea that has verse two says the dragon had given the beast power the his throne his authority um it has a wound yeah. And how this fatal wound that had been healed, actually that right there even, is a symbol that we want to pay attention to. And that symbol is that it's a, it's a, um, it's a mockery yeah. of a resurrection. Yep. This symbol is a fake um, anti-Christian symbol that's saying, hey, um, we have power to do this too. We have power to bring, you know, death back to life too. And so it's crazy though, because this kind of power... Um, is this is not true. This mm-hmm. this is not the same thing as resurrection power. Because you see, Satan does have power, like you said, but it's not going to defeat God's purposes and God's power and God's authority. Yeah, and Satan cannot create. He cannot create. He right. cannot promote life. Mm-hmm. He's a counterfeit. So everything God creates, Satan spins off it uh-huh. and tries to make idols. And so just to make one thing clear, Jesus on the cross has already defeated Satan. Essentially, like, the war has been won, but there are still battles to be fought. Like, I remember my friend Taylor, he's a firefighter. He was showing me some videos years back of him working for a department, and they got a call because this person's house here in California had a bunch of rattlesnakes at it. And so they went, and they cut the heads off the rattlesnakes. But if if you know this, though, a rattlesnake's head can still sense heat. I don't know for how long after it has mm. been decapitated and can still reach out, strike, and bite. <laughs> I don't know how gnarly that literally is that. makes me so squirm the, the, right now. The, the, the body's wiggling around yeah. over here while the heads are still chomping to your left. And and that's mm. how it is with Satan. Like yeah. the scriptures talk about how Christ came and stomped on the head of the serpent. Yeah. The victory has been been had because of what Jesus did on the cross. Mm-hmm. But Satan still has limited power like a dog. Schemes, He's on a leash. Yeah. He still has schemes. He's still accusing and deceiving. And he has limited power as God's allowing him mm-hmm. to do this because humanity has forfeited its right, saying, fine, like we'll worship this. We'll go with this. We'll seek pleasure, comfort, and consumerism, all these things. Exactly. And not worship God. Mm-hmm. And so that's why this is it. Now, when you go to this specific beast in, in the beginning of chapter 13, um, this fatal wound, one of the things Roman emperors would do is even after they died, whether they were murdered or they killed themselves sure. or something else, they would have other people still try to make it look like they were still alive, whether it's with ventriloquists or um, the manipulating of statues and puppets. And they sure. attempted to portray this picture of Nero being immortal. And in right. time, everyone realized... He's really gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so why I tell you this is going all the way back though to Rome and Babylon, the idea of transhumanism was already there. Was working out. You yeah. could go back to the Tower of Babel where already people are saying, we're going to try to get up to heaven. The level of heaven. Yeah. And bring God down to us so that we could be like God. Mm. That's why Satan fell. That's why the languages came in Babel. Mm. That's what happened with all these evil, wicked empires And it's important to note, too, that, yes, I think Revelation was written uh, to a specific people group, 
but mm. it was also written for us and that these empires that rise up and are almost anti-Christ-like against right. the Lord are cyclical and that they continue to happen. Yeah. They've happened since this time. I believe they're happening today. Mm-hmm. And that's why revelation is such a prevalent word for the church today because God's word stands firm. Mm-hmm. He's not changing. His word's not changing. There's nothing new under the sun and the problem remains the same, yeah. sin. And we need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Only salvation in Jesus Christ and a mind renewed by the spirit, which says that in 1 Corinthians, can anybody start to um, discern and filter through right. the, the schemes of what's happening here mm-hmm. on, on in our day and age? And so if you go to verses 4 through 8, it talks about the authority yeah. of this beast. Do you want to read verses 4 through 8 for us? Sure. Men worshipped the dragon because it had given authority to the beast. Mm-hmm. And they also worshipped the beast and asked, who is like the beast? Who can make war against him? The beast was given a mouth, interesting, to utter proud words and blasphemies and to exercise his authority for 42 months. He opened his mouth to blaspheme God and to slander his name and his dwelling place and those who live in heaven. He was given power to make war against the saints and to conquer them. And he was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All the inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast, all whose names have not been written in the book of life belonging to the lamb that was slain for the creation of the world. So it's important to know mm-hmm. that this beast, his power extends into the spiritual realm. Like there are, there are supernatural powers, like uh, evil can manipulate, can do quote unquote magic, sure. these kind of things. And for the Christian, again, we have got to be rooted in the word and be able to discern what's right and wrong. Yeah. So just for us in our cultural context here mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, some of the big news right now, which shouldn't even make you blink or bat an eye, is we have a professional sports team that's welcoming these transgender nuns that are mocking Catholicism. There's a video going viral of them mm-hmm. mocking Christ on the mm-hmm. cross. And yeah. what you're reading in Revelation is literally happening right before our eyes. Yeah. Uh, there's another merchandise store nearby that is uh, promoting a brand that is satanic and talking about how Satan um, embraces pronouns and all these right. things. And again, I'm not raging against them. I'm not yelling at them, but I'm just saying what the wickedness and perversion yeah. that we read about in the Bible is in fact happening right in front of us and people are buying into it. Yeah. And so what Revelation is teaching us is that there are times where anti-Christian powers and movements are going to move throughout culture, not only in the United States, but also throughout the world. Mm-hmm. And the good news is that the people of God, in the midst of their suffering, can still seek to glorify God and fulfill the purposes of God. Mm-hmm. So even after Adam and Eve handed the king the keys mm-hmm. and forfeited them to Satan, God has redeemed and restored and called us back to him so that we can participate in what God's doing. Mm-hmm. That's where this gets so encouraging. And we talked about the book of life, right? You read about that. The people who have yeah. their names written in the book of life um, can't be harmed. Their soul yeah. can't. Well, I like that because that's just kind of a good reminder. Like there's a there's a note that kind of talks about how, like if your name's in the book of life, like that's that's your true identity. Like that's that's who you are. That's like a birth certificate. That's your heavenly citizenship. And that's kind of like the proof of, of what Jesus has done for you. Because what verse eight says is all the inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast. And so that's a lot of people. 
Like when I think even about what you're talking about, even in our culture and today right now, like there's a lot of people who are making different decisions who might think like, hey, this is a good idea. Yep. Inclusion, tolerance, like kind of using vernacular that sounds like, like this is permissible. Like what? And so getting back to remembering who you are and like you're saying that, okay, yep, the keys have been handed over to Adam and Eve, but remember chapter 12, like the, the devil's been slain. Like it's, it's not a battle per se. It is a battle, but the war has been won, like you're saying. And so I think that's just another indicator there at the end of verse eight. That's like, Hey, remember that because even though like the way of the world might be trendy or popular, or there might be things that are confusing, um, that's not who you are. Your books, uh, your citizenship's in heaven. Your yeah. your name's in the book of life. And, yeah. and the call to have your not, your mind renewed, like it says in Romans 12 yes. and 1 Corinthians, mm-hmm. by God's word and the work of the spirit is mm-hmm. pivotal for us navigating this day and age. That's why when this chapter mm-hmm. transitions from the first beast to the second beast here, verse nine, it says, whoever has ears, let them hear. And then at that transition, at the end of verse 10, it says, this calls for patience, endurance, right. and faithfulness on the part of God's people. And so when you think about how you are to become uh, familiar with the ways of God and the things of God, Jesus talks so often in the Gospels, especially in the Gospel of John, about he is the great shepherd and he's the gate. Mm-hmm. Now he knows his sheep and how the sheep are to recognize the voice of the shepherd. Well, like any relationship, how you begin to recognize and become familiar with somebody's voice is simply time spent with them. Spending time, yeah. You're spending time with them, and you're in God's Word, and you're in God's Word more than you're on TikTok. Yeah. You're in God's Word more than you're on your Better Homes and Gardens magazine or whatever. You're in God's (laughs) Word more than you're on SportsCenter or whatever else it is. It's like God's Word has got to be the primary voice in our life if our mind is going to be transformed to what God wants for us. Yeah. And, and God will be with us in, this, in, the, in those times of endurance because God's called us to be patient and to be faithful in a wicked day and age. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like a really hopeful guy. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Yeah, you are. And I don't expect things to get better in our country, like in our lifetime. Yeah. I don't. I think they're going to get worse. For that's sure. okay. I think God's going to be moving. It's a great time to be a Christian. Yeah, exactly. Our, our eternity is secured, but yep. it's going to become more and more polarizing. Mm-hmm. And eventually when people are with the beast, I'm just trusting that. Like when Paul says, hand them over to Satan, if they're living in their sin, they're unrepentant. Mm-hmm. They're going to come to a place where they hit rock bottom and realize, wow, right? this ain't working. Yep. There's got to be more to life than this. And if we have been gracious and right. honest still, kept those bridges intact, hopefully they'll come back. Now let's transition to the second half. Go to verse 11. There's a second beast that comes out of the earth. Duh. It says, then I saw a second beast dun, 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 <laughs> no. coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like the dragon. And so hmm. in the shadow of the first beast, the second beast arises. And while the first beast was more of a violent, military, political, hmm. false product, kind of beast this one is yeah. almost one of propaganda because you'll notice as you read it's like yeah it's weird. it did all these evil things by the authority of the first beast and on behalf of the first beast hmm. it performed great signs it came down it did these signs and was given power to perform by the first beast it des- it deceived the inhabitants on earth and it keeps pointing back by giving glory and honor to the image of the first beast and it's almost like this thing is here to spread propaganda and promotion for the first right. beast. Mm-hmm. And some of the commentaries I've read and just study in history, if you didn't know, 
I was a history major, actually an undergrad, and I love history just because the pendulum swings back and forth, and there's so much to learn, and you know, good things we can avoid from the past. But when you look at the life of Hitler, Hitler is like the first beast. He comes out sure. and is just calling shots, forming Authority, armies, yeah. uh, killing people, calling, yeah, all kinds of military strategies and plans. But he had this guy named Joseph Goebbels, who was his kind of second in command. Mm-hmm. And Hitler, at the time of World War II, instated this guy and his Bobby, his title was the Minister for Public Enlightenment and yeah. Propaganda. Which is wild. So this guy was strategic. Given, yeah. Strategic. He was given full jurisdiction over all newspapers, magazines, books, films, and stage plays. Yeah. So they were able to manipulate and um, um, uh, conjure up whatever messages that they want to make America, Jews, uh, the West look yeah, evil. Yeah, to spread the message. So that yeah. They could make themselves look like this superior race. And so when you mm-hmm. think about the the debate right now over today in our communication. Right. I've said this before in my sermons. There are a few families who own almost every single media outlet in the world, mm-hmm. especially in the West. Mm-hmm. So you just figure out what do these people think and where do they um, identify and what is their worldview. And from that point on, you're going to know if you turn on channel five, you're going to get What are you going to get? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, let's, let's go to channel seven. You know what you're going to get? A. And if mm-hmm. you go to channel 11, you know what you're going to get? A. Because there are a few people calling these shots, and there, there's a, a worldview that's being formed. Yeah. And so for us as Christians, again, you're like, I'm not going to get, I need to be informed, but I'm not going to become sucked up into this and just give my life to it. Right. We got to spend time with the Lord. Because the second dragon's coming out. It's going to be a false teacher. There's going to be heresy. It's going to be confusion. And uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be promoting the, the worship of the second beast. And right. so. Why we have to do, again, as Christians, is ask ourselves, when these things are being promoted and there's movements that are being blessed and there's words like tolerance and love and acceptance being thrown out, we have to say, okay, those words are in the Bible, but are they defined the same way as they are in the Bible? Because there's all kinds of word theft happening today. Mm. And as our technology booms, shoot, like right now, AI is booming. Right. There are deep fakes. I I think as we're recording this (laughs) just the other day, some AI feature kicked out an image of the Pentagon, I believe it was, in flames. Stock market terrifying immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only for people to realize this isn't even true. It's not real. So yeah. you're looking at that. And stocks up and down. And so again, what we got to do is we have to be connected to the unchanging word of God so that we can navigate what is right and true and good. Like, Bobby, we were talking about the, um, the church in Acts. Yeah, the Bereans. So that's one of those less like classic examples, I feel like from Acts chapter 17 that you can come back to that Paul is ministering to. And he, um, is it Paul? Yeah. Yeah. He's ministering to, and they're like fact checking him mm-hmm. and they're like making sure they're coming back to the, the scriptures and saying like, okay. And I think that's just the sign of somebody who's just, you know, somebody who's following Jesus. Like I'm not following the pastor 
and following Jesus. And yeah. so that's the charge there is like, yes, live in community, worship together in their context, but don't be drawn in by the influence. Don't be drawn in by, you know, charismatic speaking or emotions or like we were just talking about with deep fakes and whatever's going on with their following. Like don't, don't be drawn in by these really shallow kind of superficial means. Cause that's, that's what's going on with this kind of false prophecy that the second beast is doing is that it's, it's, spreading all of these lies not even on behalf of itself like you were saying on behalf of the dragon and the first beast yeah and so it's like just do your homework and and stay close to the scriptures like that's the gift of the bible that we actually have this that we're living in a day and age that like oh my goodness we don't by the age of five we don't have the torah memorized you know so god bless us but that we actually can, can refer to it at any time and so stay in the word because one of the things, let's see, what is this? Um, one of the things that continues on here is that the false, the false prophecies kind of continue. And then it says, let me think, are we in verse 15? He has given power, given breath. Okay. And he's also forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive the mark. Okay. Cause what's mm-hmm. going on there is it's not just, um, it's not just something that is, um, oh my goodness. It's, it becomes something that is not passive, that it's active. Like mm-hmm. now I actually have this mark. Like now I've believed this falsity and now I'm living into this. Yep. And so if we're not connected to truth, then then we're accepting and we're tolerating things that are going to leave us marked. For sure. And when you look at the, the number, the mark of the beast is 666. Mm-hmm. And this um, seemed to be God-defying agenda that was given to people, that was given access to stuff. You're able to purchase and sell material goods. Right. And the 666 on the hand and on the head symbolizes humanism. And it's the thoughts on the head and the deeds of the hand that did not glorify God, Mm -hmm. but sought to elevate the human being again. So you go back to Genesis 3, you go back to the Tower of Babel, you go back to the time of Judges, Mm -hmm. you go back to all the people Jesus encountered, and the people that are promoting themselves today Mm -hmm. is just, that is the 666, that's humanism. It's people saying, I want to worship this celebrity or this politician or this author instead of God. And God's simply saying, that's not going to work well for you in the end and the invitation is to repent well and the little maybe not even a celebrity or but even self yeah like the worship of self because right now a lot of like just psychological language is in our culture and the language sounds like this if i sit with myself and i'm quiet with myself then i realize that i have exactly what i want to have i i am exactly what i need i can be it's there this is a vernacular that people use it is my deep knowing. Yeah. It is my deep knowing and my deep truth and my deep. And so that's the kind of language here when we're not connected. So that's what I meant by passive versus active is like yeah. we kind of are, mm. we're just inundated with this information all the time. So it's, you know, it's coming at us, it's coming at us. But then when we actually start partaking in this and saying, oh, you know what? You're right. I am in charge of myself. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I do know what's best for me. Yeah. No, folks. No, folks. That is not biblical language. That is not biblical language. And so the idea is, like you said, it can be other people and achievement and that kind of thing. But often right now it's, it's the, the glorification of self and this God complex that we can have mm-hmm. in the humanism conversation. Yeah. So just as we wrap up right now, remember you are God's prize and that you are made in the image of God. Jesus died for you. He paid a great price for you. And now he's given us the church, his word, and his spirit. 
And so we encourage you to be a person of the word, be empowered by the spirit, um, and keep going. We mm-hmm. love studying Revelation with you. And uh, stay tuned for more pa- more podcasts to come. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.